Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, welcome to California Haunts Radio tonight. My name is Charlotte, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Real exciting show tonight. Um, let me open up a little bit. Uh, I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Invest- Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 35 strong up and down the state, and we also have branches in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii, which I'm real excited about. And uh, I can't say enough about who we're going to have on tonight, Lynn Buchanan. I have worked with re- with remote viewers before. My team, we actually had a remote viewer for years, and it's the, the work they do is absolutely incredible. Um, I used to go into buildings. You know, um, what we would do was we would give the the psychic just the outside of the house, no address, no nothing. So there was no way to look it up. You know, on all the places that that you looked that stuff up. And she would just look at the front and she'd say, hey, you know what? There's a thing of, there's energy going up through the bedroom. There's this going on. But what used to really get me with the whole thing was that she could describe down to the print on the wallpaper what the rooms look like. And I remember sometimes, sometimes it would kind of freak me out because I'd go walking in, you know, and just taking my little notes because that's part of what we do, you know, when we do our prelims. We do our walkthroughs and we take little notes on the different furniture where the windows are and things like that. And I would, she'd say, well, you go straight in, you make a left, and you make a quick right, that's the kitchen. Same thing with the bathroom. And sure enough, that's the direction, you know, you take those directions and there's the room, right? There's there's a couch over by the window, there's this, there's that. It's just really, it's really cool, but at the same time, it's kind of unnerving because you're thinking, well, how are they seeing these things? But, I mean, she did. and. It, it's just incredible experience. So uh, my guest tonight, he did this for the U.S. government. So that's what makes this so cool because, yes, the U.S. government did have a program where, where they were doing this stuff. And, uh, wow, that's all I can say is just a big wow. I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the to our page. We get no love from YouTube. For some reason, we get no love. I know there was a gentleman on a couple weeks ago who left a note for me saying how good the show looked how good the show was and it was just uh, you know it upset him because we, we we weren't getting any love in the youtube algorithms upsets me too but we're starting to pick up subscribers so i'm excited about that so if you're watching tonight and you have friends or something bring them on over to watch because that's what we need the more the merrier there's a little ghost right down at the right hand corner with the magnifying glass and the sherlock holmes hat that's our mascot click on that you can subscribe 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 if you're watching from facebook and you haven't watched us before go over to the youtube site subscribe over there and if you can't find the youtube site hey that's cool you know after the show go over to californiahauntsradio.com and click on any video on there and that'll take you to the youtube site okay because we're looking for subscribers and stuff that's what we want numbers 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 we love doing this i'm a journalist i'm a photojournalist by trade this is what i do this is what i like to do so uh, if you could find it in your heart to subscribe, that'd be great. We're also nonprofit. Remember that? This is my PBS moment, too. So everything you see here, all my paranormal equipment, everything comes out of my pocket. So if you guys, you know, that are listening, then the newer listeners want to help us out a little bit, that would be great. PayPal.me at California Haunts. That would be wonderful. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, we're, at, we're on Venmo, too. Venmo. And then type in California Haunts. I don't like asking for money. Not my thing, but I want to keep this going. This is all I do. Okay, I'm retired, and this is this is my fun, and this is I love and I love bringing informational guests to you, so we learn something. Every show we want to learn something, and we're going to learn something tonight. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Lynn in, and he can tell you about himself because he's got a a unique history, a very busy and unique history. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? How are you? Okay. I'm out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> you have yellow lines on your 
it's okay. Yeah. Let Actually, me, you're focused to me, so we're good. Let me, well, let me see if I can get this camera going here. Who knows? Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I can see you. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm trying. Can't complain. Uh, I can't brag. Won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> So tell everybody about you because you have a real unique background. Well, uh, I was um, brought into the uh, remote viewing unit that the U.S. military had by a General Stubblebine, who was the head of the uh, U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command. And uh, I stayed there the late, last eight and a half years of my military service. And... Uh, we used the remote viewing to collect intelligence on foreign countries, militaries, um, scientific developments, just about everything the intelligence effort would be interested in. How did they choose you? I mean, I mean, did you have to have, or did you have to show <laughs> abilities before this? Because I mean, what they do just go through the troops and go, hey, you want to be a remote viewer? Come on over here. Uh, no, it didn't work that way. Um, <laughs> There was an incident over in Germany where I was uh, stationed where uh, I got angry and uh, I've had PK experiences all my life, uh, psychokinetic experiences, and it destroyed several million dollars worth of computers. If wow. you've ever seen the uh, movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, yeah. they show me walking through the room and the computers go dead yeah and uh so general stovine came out some months later to the field station he called me in and he said he just got up in my face did you kill my computers with your mind <laughs> and i could just see my great grandchildren still paying for computers you know and i said yes sir i did Far effing out if I ever got a job for you. <laughs> and so he took me back to D.C. And he wanted to start a unit that would uh, destroy enemy computers with the end goal of controlling them instead so that we could make their missiles fall into the sea or go back at them and all that. Congress said, no, that's mind control. We're not going to do that. And so there I was in D.C. He had nothing to do with me, so he put me into the remote viewing unit. <laughs> and it was the most interesting job I think I've ever had in my life. I can imagine. Um, so what kind of, and I know it's probably still classified, right? I mean, what, what kind of work do they have you doing? Obviously, you were looking into build, you know, buildings from you know, way over in Russia, wherever you were looking. It. We were mentally collecting intelligence. And uh, that means we had two old condemned buildings from World War II. They just stuck us out in condemned buildings out there in, in Fort Meade. And uh, one we used for our office Night. and the other one we used for remote viewing. And uh, we would uh, go over they would give us a task, but they never told us what it was. So they would give us a task number. Uh, this is 970407. Question three, what's the answer? Yes, sir. Okay. I apologize. And, I lost you for a minute, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where then. Uh, Sometimes my internet you know, has issues. Okay. So many people, there's so many people in my neighborhood. So they're all on the same internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, where should I start over then? Uh, Just after the question. Oh, okay. Um, the question was, you know, what did we do and all that? Yeah. Okay. Um, we had two condemned buildings from World War II. And uh, those, they stuck us way out in the middle of nowhere with in condemned buildings. And, uh, 
So one we used for offices and the other one we used for remote viewing. We would go over and they would say, uh, we have a task for you. They never told us what the task was. They would say something like, this is project 94702, question three, what's the answer? Mm -hmm. And that was it. And we would sit there and do what we had been trained to do, which is a procedure that was developed for the U.S. military by a man named Ingo Swan. And uh, that's called controlled remote viewing. Now, it differs from remote viewing in that in controlled remote viewing, the remote viewing is completely under your own control. Okay. So that means you know a normal remote viewer will get psychic information about the target. Right. What we do is we get that psychic information, but then they'll say, okay, this one bit of information, tell me more about it. Then this other bit of information, tell me more about it. And so in the end, we may wind up with dozens or hundreds of pages of detailed, highly, highly detailed information about a target. And uh, that's how it differs uh, in results from regular remote viewing. So when you're doing, so when you guys were doing this, did you have to meditate or anything to get into the, in the frame of mind to do it? Or, or how did you do that? Uh, each person found their own way that worked best for them. And uh, we databased everything. And so, uh, you know, over a period of time, you learn what works best for you. Mm-hmm. What worked best for some was meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it was um, listening to music and calming down. For me, uh, the thing that worked best was just do it as another job. I do one job, one job, one job, remote viewing, do the other job, next job, and own. That's when I got my best results. Huh. This is so fascinating to me because, like I said, I worked with you know I worked with a psychic that was a remote viewer for years, and to to hear you talk about this, and from what I understand, you were one of the best at it. No, um, no. Um, the best at what? Uh, The thing is, each person has their own forte. Okay. Uh, Some people are best at viewing people. Some people are best at viewing places, Mm -hmm. uh, others, you know, scientific stuff. And so um, my forte was viewing people. Um, But, you know, there were others they were a whole lot better than I was at other things. So when you say who was the best remote viewer, right? You have to say at what kind of target, you know. That's understandable because, like, like on my team, I have five psychics that I use, and mm-hmm. they're all good at something. Yeah. You know, they all have a forte for it. So yeah, that that that's completely understandable. Yeah. So how far out would would you have to? to to send your mind i mean did you end up sending to like russia and places like that oh yeah uh daily uh, all around the world anywhere in the world that they needed to collect intelligence from now the thing is we uh we were only ever officially tasked to collect intelligence okay and everybody, you're going to ask it sooner or later about UFOs and all that. Right, <laughs> I, know, right. I know you will. Oh, and well, uh, the thing is, we were never officially tasked to do any of that. Okay. But if a four-star general drops by the office and sits down at your desk and says, hey, I have something I would like to find out about. Would you do this for me? Mm-hmm. You think a sergeant is going to say, no, sir, I won't. <laughs> no, right, you, right, do right. you do it. You do it. And right. so, yeah, we did uh, unofficially, um, you know, view other planets, other star systems, things like that. And uh, and the thing is, on those, you don't have feedback. Right. But we kept a database. We knew 
what you were good at and what you weren't good at, and that gives a dependability rating. So you look at the results you get and you say, I wouldn't put too much faith in this perception, but this other perception, you can take it to the bank, you know? And, uh, and so because of the database, uh, we got very dependable information. Wow. Now, now that you've opened up the can of worms, <laughs> yeah. what types of things as far as UFOs went, were they asking you to do unofficially? Unofficially? Yeah. People would come by unofficially, and we also did some as uh, practice targets. Uh, <clears throat> the ETs have bases here on the Earth. And we kept track of those. Uh, uh, the uh, there were incidents, you know, of uh, of people observing UFOs, and they wanted to know if that was planes or things like that. Mm -hmm. And we would find out. And um, of course, some of the military people that came by, they were interested in the military ramifications and you know we did things like that wow so all the stories about the government knowing about the ets are true then oh that's a totally different thing okay <laughs> yeah well, i mean if they asked you unofficially to look obviously you know they knew about it well the individual who asked was interested in it may have known about it sure oh uh, okay was careful not to tell us anything. Yeah. <laughs> what were the planets like that you saw or visited mentally? Uh, different, different things. Uh, after I got out of service, uh, I have been contracted by space exploration and moon exploration uh, companies to do these. And, um, uh, uh, to do start other planetary systems and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, Ingo Swan himself uh, predicted what the um, probe going to Jupiter was going to see as it went through the atmosphere. Incredible. And uh, 17 years later, when it went through the atmosphere, it drew exact, I mean, it saw exactly what he had predicted. He had even drawn sketches, and there it was in the pictures, you know. So, uh, were you guys able to track down any planets that had like similar um, atmosphere and everything to us at all? Yeah, uh huh. And uh, uh, probably each one of the people in the unit at one time or another has done Mars, and uh, you know, just just things like that. But like I say, until we go out there, there's no feedback, and that's not going to probably happen in our lifetime. So, right. you know. But it's cool, though. I mean, oh yeah, that, that's really neat because I mean, obviously these 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 beings are coming from somewhere, you know. So they, yeah. there has to be other places out there that, that are supporting life. Oh yeah, and they're here, you know. But yeah, with the database, you can say. Over the last thousand sessions, mm -hmm. I have had this accuracy in whatever aspect of a target. So you can depend on my on a uh, on my results on your non-feedbackable target to have that dependability. Absolutely. Yeah. When you talk about the bases that they have on Earth. You know, I know Mount Shasta has for years been, you know, rumored to have yeah. a base there. You know, can you tell me where these bases might be if we don't want to start a panic with people? Oh, uh, there's uh, Mount Zeal in Alaska, Mount Hayes in uh, Australia. There's a base up in the Pyrenees in uh, Spain and one in Zimbabwe. The one in Zimbabwe is mainly a repair facility. Okay. Uh, the one up in uh, uh, Alaska is mainly sort of an intelligence gathering facility for them. Um, the one in 
Australia seems to be the entry port where they come in there and then go out around the earth. And uh, uh, I never viewed the one in uh, the Pyrenees, so I'm not sure about it. Okay, okay. And which type of alien is this? Is it, uh, is it different aliens or just one race of aliens? No, all different kinds, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I know you got the reptilians, you got the grasshopper-looking people, you got, you know, yeah. all these different uh -huh. types. And yeah, the main ones I saw in, in Australia were the greys. Okay. Uh, but I've seen others too, yeah. How are they able to hide the bases then? I mean, uh, is there like an invisibility cloak on them or, or, or are they deep underground or? Uh, most of them are deep. Well, the ones that we, those four are deep underground, yeah. Uh, or in mountains, you know, inside of mountains. Uh, but, um, uh, the um, trying to trying to be very careful about what I say here. Absolutely, <laughs> okay. yeah. Unofficially, yeah. Unofficially, yeah. Unofficially, yeah. Um, the ones that are on Earth are the ones that we allow to be on Earth. Okay. Okay. That governments allow to be on Earth and give them reservations. That's why they are where they are, away okay. from people. Okay. And. Uh, um, they're friendly. Okay. Now the unfriendly ones we don't allow here. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. When you're talking about this in Alaska, I'm thinking of that TV show, um, the Alaskan Triangle. Yeah. Uh huh. Because they in fact, they did a, they did a special feature on Mount Hayes. Yeah. They about, see a lot of stuff. Hayes, yeah. A lot of stuff in the sky out there, boy. Alaska. Oh yeah. Alaska's Absolutely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just, this is just so interesting. So can you, and I know unofficial, because we're talking, you know, we're talking off the cuff. Can you describe a base to us? What what does one of their bases look like? The one in Australia is the one I did the most. Uh, it is like an airport terminal, a very huge airport terminal. Uh, uh, basically what I saw was two floors uh, and a sort of a cradle type place where a saucer comes in, lands in it. Uh, people who are traveling or the, in, the beings that are traveling get off and go in there. That's the airport type. And then the floor below that is maintenance, uh, crew, uh, crew stuff and things like that. Yeah. Wow, that, that makes a lot of sense, though, that they would have something like that here. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. Because you always wonder. I think, how I think that's a way that the governments can keep track of who's coming in and leaving, too. Yeah. Kind of think of the movie Men in Black with that one, you know, because that's that's what they were doing with monitoring where these aliens were. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, it makes you wonder some of these producers, you know, these TV guys, like you get like Gene Roddenberry and these people like that, how much they might have actually known as opposed to. Did it all come, you know, from their head? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I've seen a, I've seen a lot of uh, TV shows and all that. Uh, there's one episode of uh, uh, Mulder and Scully mm -hmm. uh, where there is so much real, true information in that one episode. I was watching it with my mouth hanging open. You know, <laughs> they would put this on TV. And, uh, uh, yeah, but I think there are a lot of people who know. Mm -hmm. Well, even the last American Horror Story. I haven't that seen about, that. Oh, yeah, that was about um, the aliens. Uh, well, they were under, these were under the White House, but what they were doing with the people that they abducted, you know, and how they were trying to do the hybrid program and all that. And then they, then they ended up moving to Area 51 in the end. Yeah. They had made a... They had made a um, a contract with with uh, I think it was Eisenhower, and mm -hmm. Eisenhower did it, it, you know he did the stuff in exchange for like my the ability to make microwave ovens and things like that you know and then yeah, uh, and yeah. then they started to realize that it was kind of getting out of control because the aliens were, were looking you know it always in bad <laughs> and they oh said, yeah uh -huh. you know the aliens are going to take over and then kill us I'm all I'm sure they have to Hollywood it up yeah <laughs> but it's interesting because a lot of stories you hear about 
them trying to make these hybrid programs and all this going on, American Horror Story was pretty darn close to a lot of the stuff I've heard, you know? Yeah. So, whoever um, doing the research had to be, you know, somewhere at the military or somewhere along the line. Well, you know, each different type is here for their own reason. Yeah. They're not all here for the same reason. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, you hear, you hear one story, it may apply to one group of them this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you did is so interesting to me. And, and, you know, it's like, it, it's like, like you say, you had PK abilities. I've gone in Mac computers and I don't get along. I can, I can kill one instantly. That's why I don't own a Mac. Yeah. I just don't. And I was one of these people too. I can walk into a, a, a building and not and, and knock the lights out. Yeah. Uh -huh. Depending what depending what my mindset is, if I'm really angry or something's going on. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Or walk yeah. down the street, the street lights go out as I'm going. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're talking about. But how did you go from that of, from being able to do that to expanding and being be, being able to um, let your mind go? Oh, uh, they put me in the unit. Uh, General Stubblebine put me into the remote viewing unit and they trained me. Okay. The thing is, this is a trainable thing. Uh, we rarely ever found anybody who can't do it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because I, boy, I guess, you know, like what I've learned over the years is everybody has this in them that they're born with it. And then as they get older, it kind of suppresses because you've got other things going on in your life, so you forget about how to do it. Well, not only that, but our society is against it. They make fun of it. The media makes, you know, ridicule of it. The church says, you know, you're going to hell. And, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the psychiatric People say, oh, that's a psychosis. That's not psychic. It's psychosis. You know, you're crazy. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, in the remote viewing training, we don't teach you to be psychic. Right. You already are psychic. Yeah. We teach you to stop being not psychic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to start using what you got, you know. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of true what you say about people. Because I remember when my mother, she had Alzheimer's, but she was sensitive too, and I knew it, even yeah. growing up. And when they would ask me, because she would see my father and whoever else, you know, in the house all the time. And I take her to the doctor, and they'd look at me and go, well, is she hallucinating? And I, I kind of looked at them, and I went, well, oh, yeah. I'm a ghost hunter. That depends, you know, what you think is hallucinating and what's not. So yeah. I get these big discussions with her doctors all the time. because I'm like, she's not hallucinating when she sees this stuff. You know, she's seeing these people. Well, see, that means you're mentally sick, too. Yeah, see? <laughs> Which is fine with me. I'm good. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's just craziness. Question in the chat room is, um, what are the different reasons the aliens are here? Uh, many different reasons. Uh, some for trade, some for uh, uh Scientific reasons, some for mineral mineralogy, you know, uh, digging raw, raw supplies to take back home. Uh, others are here uh, for um, psychological and educational reasons to help us. Uh, I, I was asked one time to do a paper. Uh, an analysis, and I was given access to a lot of the uh, UFO incidents that will never make it to the public. Mm -hmm. And uh, in all of this, uh, I came to a conclusion. This is my conclusion, okay? Uh, I categorized <clears throat> the ETs into four groups. Friendly and unfriendly. And in each of those groups, more psychic than we are and less psychic than we are. Okay. Okay. The task was to compare and contrast ET psychic ability with human psychic ability. That's why I focused on those four. I found out that the friendly ones who are equal or less psychic than we are are mainly here for trade. 
the unfriendly ones who are right at our level of psychic ability or less, they don't come here. They don't like us. They don't want to be around us because we kind of scare them and all that. So they don't generally come here. The friendly ones who are more psychic than we are want to educate us and help us develop our psychic ability. The unfriendly ones want us wiped off the planet. Of course they do. Just wiped off the planet. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, on both of those, I kept wondering why. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's one incident that uh, I recorded or that was, you know, uh, given to me. Uh, <clears throat> these guys were standing on the shore of a lake. They were out camping. And this uh, UFO came up and they were watching it come up. It got right over them, froze them, and had the abduction. And it dawned on me, they are much stronger in their psychic ability than we are. Mm -hmm. But they had to be right over you. They have no range. In our remote viewing, we can see across time and space like we're looking across a room. Mm -hmm. For our friendly ones out there, if we develop that before we go into space, we will be a major force in the space and they want to be our friends and they want to help us do it. Mm -hmm. And for that same reason, our enemies up there, they just want to wipe us out because they don't want us out there. <laughs> they don't want to deal with us if we do. Yeah. If, if we yeah. Do get to that point question in the chat room, and I know this is probably something you hear all the time. Okay. Are the unfriendly aliens using humans as a food source? I don't know. Too many movies. <laughs> uh, too many movies, too but many movies. Uh, they be, I'm not laughing at that's your question. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. No, I I really don't know. Uh, I've never looked into that. I've never been tasked with them as a target. So uh, I have to admit ignorance there. That's good. That's okay. That's fine. That's a good question, though. Great question. That is a good question, yeah. Another thing that makes me wonder, too, their technology is so, is so far be, beyond us. Like when you talk about the unfriendlies being afraid of us once we get our psychic powers built up. I mean, well, they to take over, they could take over technically. Uh, probably, yeah. But uh, that's largely a part of our fear and imagination. Uh, the fact is, on much of it, uh, let me give you an example. Okay. In order to move things, we have found that you can blow something up and it'll move it. <laughs> okay. And so uh, that has developed in our history to where we have the internal in combustion engine making mm -hmm. the pistons move by blowing up gas. Uh, we have jet planes and all that. Some other cultures have learned that you can make things move with magnets. Okay. Makes sense. They developed along that line. They look at us and think that we're advanced more than they are. Wow. We look at them and think that they're more advanced than we are. Mm -hmm. It's just that we developed in different ways. And some of them are more advanced than we are. But, um, um, you know, there are, there are indicators about those who do the magnetic thing. Sure. Um, you have a UFO that flies, mainly its drive is magnetic. And it flies over the ground very slowly. And if it wants to take off, it shoots straight up away from the ground and then takes off. Mm -hmm. If you have a magnetic motor going across an iron core planet that's all irregular in its shape, mm -hmm. you don't go across it very fast. Mm -hmm. you, you glide along it. And then if you want to go fast, you get away from the planet. 
Right. Others can zoom in and zoom out and they're not using magnetic drives. So there are indicators on all of this, you know. Right, right, right. Plus, I was thinking of the, with the magnetic drives, with, with the way magnets work, sure, if you're over the Earth, all you have to do is put an opposing magnet or, re, or readjust the magnet to its opposing, and that's that's straight up for you. It's not that simple, but, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Question is, um, how do you uh, rank the reptilians? That's a good question. How do I rank them? Yeah, are they, like, like are they hostile? Are they... Oh, peaceful? oh. One of the things I found out in this in the study I did is that you can't say the grays are our favorite or, you know, are our friends okay. and the reptiles are our enemies and all that. Because even if you say the reptiles, okay, mm -hmm. reptilians, the reptilians from that system, reptilians from this system, reptilians from the other, some are our friends, some are our enemies. Some of the grays are our friends, some are enemies. Some of the, what's the other, Nordics uh, are our friends, some are our enemies. And so you can't, you can't oversimplify it by saying, what do they want? Because mm -hmm. there's just too many they's out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's kind of like here on, it's kind of like here on Earth when you think about it. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, the different populations here. I mean, some people are more friendlier than others. Some people... I don't want to use the word butthead, but I'll use, you know, some people, <laughs> some people just uh -huh. are, you know. One of my, one of my students was listening to that and he said, oh, that's like asking, excuse me for saying this. He said, he said, oh, that's like asking what do women want? <laughs> yeah, right. Ask each one before you, and you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, get a different right. story, yeah. That's absolutely, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And it's the same with what do men want? Ask each one, you'll get a different story. Yeah. Do you think that when we talk about abductions, that we do have some kind of contract? Just, just your opinion, okay? I'm just asking, with the alien species to take so many humans a year or whatever. Oh. Uh, I think there are agreements. I don't know about contracts, but okay. um, well, I mean, you, know, you may I mean, notice that the number of human abductions went down. Mm -hmm. And about the same time, cattle mutilations went up. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the agreements are, I think there are agreements. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I don't know. I don't have proof of that. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. That's just another speculation, but I mean, I'm sure there are. You should watch. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on that American Horror Story thing. I really would because that was interesting. At first, Ameri I was like, oh, another American alien. Horror yeah. Story. Last season, they did. Yeah, they did like three or four segments on 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 the UFO alien thing. It'd be interesting to see what you think of it because a lot of it was like people I've talked to that you know were involved in different programs with the government have, have kind of yeah. have kind of confirmed it in a way you know but i mean it was where, like, where do you find this is it it is um what channel i think does amc do american horror see i'm trying to remember it's on the internet though yeah it's on the internet just google yeah oh okay yeah. i'll do that yeah, just yeah. check it out yeah yeah i forget what channel <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> but i've been watching it I, actually i saw it on hulu to be honest is when i saw it because i don't have regular cable right now so i saw it on hulu i'll look it up just recently yeah but it's the last season. It's just the last season thing they did, and it's the last part of it because there's a first part of it. And there's a last part of it that deals with the aliens. And some okay. of the people I've interviewed that, and that that you know, the conspiracy people and all that, that kind of are in the know, say, yeah, it's based on what was going on with the government, loosely based, but it's based. Yeah. Oh. And there's a lot that makes sense. What do we got? Okay, Athena wants to know which um, X Files episode were you referring to it's the one where uh the two men in black come and uh uh visit somebody i forget who they're visiting and tell them you know and it's the one where Mulder sits in the cafe and keeps eating pie over and over and over and uh part of that episode is the men in black come and and interview somebody 
And uh, that episode is meant to be comedic. It's meant to be funny. There is so much in that thing that is just, it, it's almost all in the background. But it's, it's there. It's amazing. Oh, Jerry says it's effects and Hulu. Yeah. So, yeah. Effects, What's in, effects for American Horror Story and Hulu. Oh, okay. Good. It's free uh -huh. on Hulu. So, it's, it's still good. Okay. Because, like I said, you know, you, you see these things all the time. And I kind of roll my eyes when I saw the first episode. And I was like, yeah. ah, I don't want to watch mm -hmm. this. I finally sat down to watch it. And I thought, wow, this is really close to some information <laughs> I heard. Dang. You know. Um, so how many years did, did, did you do this, this, this type of work? I was in the, uh, unit for eight and a half years. Uh, when I got out, uh, I started doing this for police departments under a, uh, thing that I set up called the assigned witness program. Okay. I was talking to a detective one day and he said, he was giving me all these questions and all that. And he, I finally said, well, what do you really need? He said, well, what I really need is a witness. And I said, I can assign one. And there's this look of enlightenment dawned on his face. And he said, you can, can't you? I said, yeah. And so I started the assigned witness program. Yeah. And generally we would turn our, our results in as anonymous witnesses. Mm -hmm. They would use the information to then develop their uh, investigation. You know. Did were they? I mean, were they open to it, or did you not tell them that you had these abilities? No, the detectives that I worked for were completely open to it, and it was word of mouth among the detectives. Uh, if we had done it as remote viewers, the detectives would have found the, used the information, solved the case, and then it would have been thrown out by right, right, the right. upper ranking people. And, uh, and if it ever went to court, it would mm -hmm. be ridiculed and all mm -hmm. that. So we just did it as a sign, uh, you know, unidentified. Sure. Witnesses. Just to give them the information so they could go, you know, take the information and use it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people say, well, how many kids did you bring home and cases did you solve? We didn't solve any. We didn't bring any kids home. Mm -hmm. But we gave the information that let them do that. Well, how wonderful, though. Yeah. What a wonderful thing to do, you know, because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that they don't know happened and you can help them out with that. Yeah. Uh -huh. And finding missing evidence and things like that. And, Yeah. Let me tell you, this um, learning the CRV is not just sitting down and being psychic. Okay. It's a learning process. It's a scientific development that was developed at Stanford Research mm -hmm. uh, by, uh, you know, working off the work of Ingo Swan. And uh, uh, the first time the phone rings, you pick it up. There's a cop on the other end that says, Thank you for the information. We brought the kid home safe. It's worth it. Oh, listen, that's high point in your life. It really is. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and then you started your own business. After, you, you, you had the witness thing, and then, then, then you have your own business right now too, right? Yeah. After it became declassified, it came out to the public, and they found out that I was the trainer in the unit. Mm -hmm. And so... I started getting all of this, all these hundreds of people wanting the training. So I said, okay, well, I'll just, <clears throat> I'll just start doing that, you know. And you put your business together. And how many students do you have usually? Uh, usually in a class, when I would had, when I had the classes here, I would have three or six people. I kept them small. Now that I'm teaching online, uh, uh, I have right now, I think, 300 students going through the courses. Hmm. So when somebody learns how to do this, what do they end up doing? I mean, you know, how do they apply it to the outside world? Do, do they get jo jobs or work with police departments or, or, or what can they do? When no, they not really. Um, 
most people do it for their own reasons. Uh, some people want to do it just to see, just to develop their abilities. Some people want to do it for gambling. Some people want to do it for business. Uh, yeah. Some want to do it for medical reasons. We have, I don't know how many psychiatrists and psychologists who are, who have come to learn more about the human mind and it's getting into the psychiatric field with books that are saying, you know, Hey, Freud and you, they were wrong. <laughs> and here's what the human mind can actually do. And, uh, so in among the psychiatrists and psychologists, um, the controlled remote viewing is becoming a big thing accepted. Yeah. It's very interesting to me. And, you know, when you talk about students, I mean, what types of students do you get? Is it, is it all men or is it a combination of women or women it's and men? a combination of uh, gender, race, uh, male, female, and the non-binary genders. And, uh, you know, and uh, 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 different countries. Uh, okay. I have people, I have students from all over the world. And what type of um, testing do they get? I mean, like, like, like with you, you know, when you were with the government, obviously you just describe that for me. Did they give you, I mean, like, like you said, they didn't give you anything to go on at all when, when, when you were working. Did they at least give you an envelope or anything like that to, to hold or something that before you did it? No. Or how did that work? In our practice, they would have an envelope, but a monitor okay. would hold the envelope. All we had was a pen and paper. That was it. And uh, they would say, you know, this project so-and-so, this is, you know, this target is target number, whatever. What's the answer? That's it. That's incredible. Doing it that way keeps your logical mind out of it. It keeps you from thinking, oh, I know what it is and going off into la-la land and all that because you're, you're totally blind to the target. And uh, at some point, you learn to listen to your subconscious mind, trust mm -hmm. it, write down what it's telling you. And uh, uh, we, had a, uh, we had a senator come one time, and he said, we're, we're looking at funding you for a year. Uh, we were funded every year. We were not a permanent organization. And uh, he said, I just don't know if I want to vote to fund you or not. I want to see what you're doing. And um, so he ha had a picture in an envelope in his satchel that he had never seen. He had one of his pages pick a picture and put it in an envelope. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he came over and watched us do a session to describe what was on the picture. Mm -hmm. And he said to our director afterwards, he said, I am totally underwhelmed. He said, I expected to see something psychic. And all I saw was two guys sitting there at a table just talking. And every now and then one of them would write something down. And our director said it was one of the bravest things he had ever done. He said, here's what the viewer wrote down. Take the picture out and see if it matches. And the senator took the picture out of the envelope, looked at it, and excuse the language here, he kept saying, damn, damn, damn. And we got funded for another year. <laughs> wow. That's a great story. Yeah. That's awesome. That is really awesome. See, but but you don't go into a trance. You don't do any of that psychic stuff. Right, right, right. It's a procedure. It just, yeah. it just comes to you. Right. It's kind yeah. of like automatic writing. I mean, I've seen people do automatic writing that way, too. Yeah. You know, where they're sitting at a table and all of a sudden out it comes. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, out of the blue. The other thing that, that perplexes me is Congress's attitude with it all, too, is that, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if, if you could deflect missiles like that? I mean, if there's something that was headed for, for New York or San Francisco, you know, and then you, you could stop it with your mind. I don't understand Congress's yeah. thinking. Well, uh, the the government had been caught back in the 60s doing experiments on, on humans, you know, doing human use experiments, uh, messing with their mind, doing the LSD, 
doing psychological terror to them and all that. And uh, they got caught. And so when General Stubblebine took this to Congress, uh, yeah, they said, this sounds like mind control. We will not fund it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now you've written a book, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Got a book out about this. I want to show the book real quick here. Okay. There yeah. we go. Seventh Sense. Now, what's in your book? Tell me about your book. Okay. The uh, thing is uh, that, well, uh, part of the history of the unit while I was there uh -huh. and uh, my experiences in the unit and all that, but also a lot of the explanations of what it is, how it works and all that. And then I have appendices in the back that... Uh, show you how to develop this ability for yourself. Uh, it doesn't show you the protocols or anything like that, but it tells you how to bring out your own psychic ability, even though it's not, you know, in a, uh, a controlled mechanistic thing like was developed at Stanford. Okay. And did you have to like get this book okayed with anybody in the government at all, or or you just got stuff in there that uh, just? Oh yeah, there's no problem there. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's been declassified, and okay. so yeah, there's no problem with the book, and that on that way. Okay. Okay. I just, I just interests me in that, you know, you did they had you guys sitting there? How many? Can I, can I ask you how, how many were in the government program? Over the period of the thing, I think there were about 18 different viewers, okay. uh, 18 or 19. Uh, um, they randomly picked uh, intelligence agents numbers and uh, just, just by accident, my intelligence number was, you know, not... 007 or anything like that. It was 018. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think over the over the entire period, we had we had 18 or 20 different viewers. It's, yeah, I just is it tiring to view? I mean, when you get done doing a reading like that, are you exhausted afterwards? Different people have different reactions to it. Joe McMonagle, you've heard it, you know. Yes. Sir. Uh, gets hungry. Joe will do a session and afterwards, man, he heads for the nearest fast food place. Uh, um, uh, as far as me, like I say, I do it just as another job to do during the day. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really have that effect on me. Some others, yeah, get very tired. Uh, uh, one that I can think of, gets very energetic afterwards. Um, it's, it's an individual thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you like about doing it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love the experience of it. Um, oh, I love the results of it, the good that it does for people. And, um, um, and I'm amazed by it. I'm not surprised by hardly anything I see accomplished in remote viewing anymore. Mm -hmm. But if I ever quit being amazed by it, I'll go back to programming computers. You know, I just, uh, it's what I did beforehand. Absolutely. Um, what do you say to somebody that wants to get into doing it? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, but I also say, be very careful. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who say that they're remote viewing teachers mm -hmm. and they're not. Uh, what they're teaching is either map dowsing or scrying or pendulum stuff or just lay back, let your eyes roll back in your head and all of a sudden, yeah, you're a remote viewer. And that's not true. Uh, uh, get somebody who's qualified, who's mm -hmm. certified and who has a uh, track record of success at it. 
Uh, if you don't, the stuff you're going to learn is going to be garbage. Okay. Uh, there are there are now getting to be a handful of the non-military uh, students, you know, students of the military people uh, who are becoming qualified as CRV teachers. And uh, CRV is much harder to learn. Mm -hmm. it, it's really a hard thing to learn. Uh, no, it's easy to learn, but it's hard to learn to do well. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of practice, practice, practice. But if you have the chance, get a CRV teacher, yeah, a qualified one. Uh, there is no more productive or no more, no better thing in this entire field than CRV. Well, see, again, that makes sense because, I mean, I've seen these psychic challenges. And what people don't oh. realize is they lump everybody into one lump ability wise so i've yeah. seen the psychic in fact my friend that, that did the remote viewing also she was on a psychic challenge and they they, they had like six six seven psychics sitting there gave him all an envelope and said well read this and a lot of them could not read it because i mean they just don't have those talents so yeah. that, like you say it's important that if, if you want to get into this to really look into the credentials of the site you know of who you're dealing with yeah but the thing is those who could not read what was in the envelope might be excellent at finding us in child. Uh-huh. You know. Um, yeah, the people who test uh, psychics generally have no idea what they're talking about, so they don't know how to test them. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's a question in the chat room. Lewis wants to know, where do a lot of the aliens come from? Out there. <laughs> no, they come. They really they come from there and there and there and there and there and there and there all over. Yeah, and you know to say what do they want? Which they? <laughs> yeah, there's so many of them out there. And you say, well, what do the Greys want? Which set of Greys? The Greys from which planet? You know? I didn't know there were different Greys. See, I learned something new today. That's right. So how many planets do, uh, do the greys come from? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, okay. I would imagine it's uh, a count larger than we can even imagine. Yeah. Because we're not the only galaxy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's so many galaxies out there. Question in the chat room. How can you find a qualified CRV teacher? Where do you start? Uh, my website has a list of uh, seven of them. Uh, they're usually booked up, but uh, there are also um, uh, a lot of C people saying they're CRV instructors and they're not qualified. But if you um, look and see who the military people were uh, and their best students are now becoming trainers. And so contact me, contact Paul Smith, contact uh, 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 Dave Morehouse, you know, um, some of the other military remote viewers, and they will tell you which of their people are now qualified. And uh, like uh, uh, one of my students, Lori Williams, is highly qualified. Uh, another one of my students, uh, she's in New Mexico, uh, Paul O'Connor over in Ireland, um, Coral Carte in Italy. Um, we have some in Canada. We have some in you know Australia and all. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, wherever you are, um, get one of the military viewers. We're easy to find, and uh, just ask them. Ask us. Yeah. Sounds good. Last question I have here, actually next to last, is Mars occupied or was it occupied at one time? Yes and yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, from what I, from what several of us have found, 
they were occupied it, it was occupied at one time with uh, intelligent civilized beings okay uh, many expect that those beings came here um, when Mars just you know basically died mm -hmm. um, the others that uh, stayed on Mars have basically de-evolved and uh, they're they're hidden underground uh, they have basically just lost their culture lost their uh, their intelligence and all that so they're just they have de-evolved over time okay, cool and my last question is mm -hmm. you've got the school for teaching people so you're on the strip in las vegas yeah and there's and i think you kind of already went over this but let's see let's, let's see how it goes and um, you're standing outside trying to get people into your classes and there's other guys that are kind of teaching the same thing you know on either side of you how do you draw people into your classes I don't, okay. I don't, I don't advertise. I don't draw people in. Okay. Uh, if they find me, uh, uh, and want to sign up for the course, um, generally, hopefully I'll get the chance to talk to them. And if they're really not serious about it, I don't want to take the time and effort to even mess with them because I want people who are going to bring home missing kids do this for police work and doctors. And, uh, and if they're, there's no nice way to say this. If they're Looney Tunes, no, I just, I just don't take them. No. Gotcha. No problem. Yeah. How can people find you, sir? Oh, uh, my website is crviewer, C-R-V-I-E-W-E-R at Oh, dot com. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Uh, thank you so much. CRViewer.com. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This was great. Thank you so much. I learned so much tonight. I know they did too. Uh, I, hope uh, it I really helps. appreciate yeah. you coming on. I really do. You know, I've I've admired your work for a long time and uh thank you. Wow. That's to me to me it's a wow moment. That's all I can say to have to have you on like this. And I would love to have you on at some point in the future to talk more with you because sure, yeah. incredible stuff, sir. All right, Thank well, you, you for inviting me. Sure, no problem. And you have a great evening, okay? You too. All right. Bye-bye, sir. Bye. All right, that was great. I just learned so much tonight about remote viewing, and he's incredible to talk with. Tomorrow, we're kind of going down the same rabbit hole in a way. We're going to be talking about mind control with Robert Guffey. And his story is, 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 is rather unique. And so we're going to have him on tomorrow, same time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. But again, I want to thank Lynn for coming on because, man, I've been wanting to get him on for a long time and talk with him. And I'm, I hope all of you guys learn something, too, because that's what's important. We're here to learn something. Anyway, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And please, if you're watching from YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Like I said, there's that little ghost down at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen with the, ma with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat on. That's how you subscribe. And also, you know, we uh, I have a great website, CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. We've done more than 200 videos since we started, uh, 200 shows, and they're all there. So if you want to go back in the archives, you can get there via our website. We've also got some paranormal news on there, and we've got paranormal videos on there and all kinds of stuff. And if there's any special events that we put on as a group, we have those listed there as well. So you can check all that stuff out. In fact, I'm just putting in our blog talk radio stuff. We were on blog talk radio for 15 years and I'm just starting to get the archives put on the website. So uh, all that's going to be available to you guys. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. Again, here's my PBS moment. We are a nonprofit organization. So everything you see here, whether it's lighting or the mic or my headphones or whatever comes out of my pocket. And I also pay for the internet fees and all that stuff. And I could use a little help to keep the show on the air and keep these guests coming, you know, because I know you guys enjoy them too. So if you could help me out with that, that would be great. That's at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, head over to Venmo and just type in California Haunts. And that being said, I'm going to go ahead and show you the information on 
on uh, Lynn's website and his books and where you can get them. And then I'm going to sign off here. So here we go. Website, crviewer.com, c-r-v-i-e-w-e-r.com. And the book is The Seven Cents. The Seventh Sense. <laughs> Seven Cents. I'm losing my mind. And there's also a second book, which I didn't mention earlier. And that's Gravity Can Be Your Friend. And you can get those at Amazon.com. But anyway, I want to say thank you all for coming tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow night with tomorrow's guest. And we may have a special guest on uh, one of these Friday nights. And it's an old friend of mine. I'm real excited about it. Trying to coordinate with her. And uh, I think you'll like that. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.